Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Mighty Boy Chi-Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. And I have Paul with me tonight. And also we have a special guest AJ. Hello. <laughs> and tonight's topic, we're going to be talking about Sex Coach University, where you learn all the sexy stuff. <laughs> and I know that AJ's just completed your practicum, so yes. you're getting close to yes. finishing. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about your journey at Sex Coach University? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I've been a coach for about five years now, coaching um, professionally after getting, you know, going through that process of getting that certification. I was also a public school teacher and, you know, love to do a lot of work in my community. And one of the things that came up often, not only when I was working in schools, but also with a lot of my clients were conversations around sexuality. And I wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to really be able to, to give more. Even though I've been, I've been studying sexuality um, heavily since I was 15 years old. I even said I was going to be a sex therapist before, <laughs> you know, going into um, education. I just felt like I needed, 
I just needed more education to be able to provide the service to my clients as well as to, to students. I continued working in public education and Sex Coach You, after I did a whole bunch of different research and different genres and different opportunities, Sex Coach You provided what I wanted and yeah. what I thought I could do. It, it sound, your story sounds similar to mine. I mean, I was interested in learning about sex from very early age. And I thought, what is this magical thing between my legs? It sure feels tingly good. Right? <laughs> and I feel it's such a shame we don't give even adults a good sex education, much less so children. It's so true. Um, you know... I came, I came from a really interesting family, and I'm not going to go into that, but a lot of negative things were said about my mom, who was really sex positive, and I didn't understand why. Like, why, why is that bad? Why is that bad? It, that doesn't make sense to me. So at about 15 years old, I started studying everything. I was at the library getting every freaking book that I could get to learn about all of it, and then, you know, of course, when you know about it and people know that they're, you're comfortable talking about it, they, they, some of them open up. Oh, and yeah. yeah, and I just found that the more people opened up, people felt comfortable talking to me. And I just, like I said, I needed to know more. And then having this amazing opportunity and hearing, you know, Dr. Patty Britton, who, of course, when you have been studying um, sexuality, you run into her name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you run into her name and knowing that she had created this and that she was really hands-on, um, you know, with her students. And I don't mean hands-on in a sexual way, people, so don't think that. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, hands-on, she, you know, having conversations with you and then in the webinars and you get to see her face all the time and yeah. hear her voice. And she's right there in every single course it it just made sense that that was the way to go mm -hmm. and I think one of the things I like about sex coach you is that it is such a great community Absolutely. of sex positive people and I just yeah. love the atmosphere and that you know we can talk about all the juicy stuff and not feel like oh someone's going to get offended <laughs> exactly you know that that no shame policy of just mm -hmm. we honor we look at our own biases and we honor other people's sexuality as a coach of course you have to do that oh yeah you, know, you never know what's going to come up and you don't want to be surprised and shocked by something so in the process of going through um, all of the courses and at Sex Coach U, you learn so much about yourself, even though oh, you yeah. come in thinking that you know it all. I'm, I'm 43 years old, so it's not like I'm a newbie at this. And, and I came in going, oh, I know a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And then right when I started, you have the opportunity. Well, in fact, you have to participate in a SAR. Yeah. which is the sexual attitude reassessment. That's where you and I met. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and going through that process is really good. And, and I wasn't nervous about it at all. Yet yeah. there were still things during that that I had to look at. And I had to really be introspective and look at myself. And mm -hmm. what a great opportunity to get to know yourself better. 
and I, they cover everything. I mean, so everything. many different forms of sexual expression, everything from BDSM to people with physical disabilities to sex with elderly, just the whole gamut of human sexual expression. <laughs> right, exactly. You look at that, the actual growth, you know, from the growth and development from baby until death. Yeah. And and you look at all of that to, to understand and you have all of those opportunities for even more in-depth study. You know, for me, I think that it's important to understand yourself spiritually and understand the energy flow uh, with yourself, with your relationship <laughs> or relationships in your community and all of us together in the world. So I actually took time and 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 put that into my studies. There's some of that in the, in the studies, and, and Dr. Patty talks about that quite a bit, but you have that opportunity because it's a flexible schedule. It's not like, oh, you have to have this done by such and such day. You All get right. to choose it, and you get to choose what kind of extra books that you're reading and that you're talking about <laughs> if you choose to do book reviews as part of it, and, and I loved that. It helped me grow a lot as a person. Yeah. And I'll be honest, it's helped my, my personal relationship as well. You know, my husband but, is 15 years younger than I am. Yeah. So it's been nice, you know, working together and having him to talk to and say, okay, let's look at your generation and see how this affects that. And mm -hmm. so it not only has helped me personally, but also my personal relationship. And as I go forward, certainly the community as well. And Paul's given me a good perspective on the age differences and mm -hmm. different generations. You want to speak a little bit about that, Paul? I mean, yeah, it's definitely been very interesting for me, too, like getting used to that because uh, before I started studying under you and learning under you i i hadn't had a whole lot of experience with the sex positive movement like i had friends and stuff like that but i was not super experienced when i started studying under you and wound up learning so much but it's always been kind of interesting like when we're working and interacting that occasionally like we'll hit up against something that it's kind of a generational difference like I know that you are you know you're very very open-minded and very understanding of things but I know that uh, like especially when it comes to the trans community and things like that I've had to kind of educate you a, a little bit on new terminologies and mm -hmm. you know kind of like how people like prefer to communicate mm -hmm. these days as opposed to the way it's been in the past yeah. and someone like you who's very very open-minded and always has been open-minded towards the trans community like learning like some of the the language around things like that it's made me feel like helpful to you and useful to you but also you give me this very broad perspective on where 
a lot of things have come from and like what it it was like you know when you were like growing up and like also you having been part of the forefront of a, a lot of movements especially mm -hmm. with the bike community it has been very eye-opening and very illuminating and the work that we do in temple it's really powerful because in temple we get all sorts of age ranges as well and lots of different perspectives so like that really makes me feel like i'm getting a very open and broad perspective on things through my training with you yeah, in fact, I met Paul through Aphrodite's temple. He came by when I was running temple and just was fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, what a great way to meet people. And, you know, having immersion in in a community like Aphrodite's temple and then, you know, stepping out and having SCU and that community, mm -hmm. you know, community is everything. For, for those of us who have felt um, marginalized because, mm -hmm. because specifically of sexuality, my entire life I have heard, well, you can't be queer. You're yeah. with a man. <laughs> and and I, was, I was embarrassed when I was younger. I was, you know, shamed. The gay and fag and those kind of terms were thrown around all the time and I didn't understand and I didn't have anybody around me you know I, my mom was sex positive but she was also she moved out to San Francisco and was uh, not yeah. part of my life when I was younger so it wasn't until you know like I said when I was about 15 and I started learning about her life that I kind of started an understanding so it's really nice at at sex coach you for people to understand and not even question when I say yeah. I'm queer, they don't go, but you're married to a man. You know? mm -hmm. Well, it's so freaking like what? Me being bisexual, it's like I'm with my, I've been with my partner, Jay. She's, and I've been together for, oh, 25 years. Mm. And people assume I'm straight, but I'm in nowhere near straight. <laughs> yeah, there's a huge range <laughs> of of sexuality. And people really like to put other people in a box and you know honestly I truly honestly believe that there are more queer people than there are straight people in this world well, I are. really truly believe that and if you look at the I mean I've seen this over and over again if you look at the Kinsey scale yes. you know 10 percent or 100 percent gay and 10 percent or 100 percent straight and in between is 80% that are. They don't fall in those categories. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, I kind of wish that I would have understood this more when I was younger so that I could have been, mm -hmm. uh, I've always been a community activist. I've always felt that it's important to have an effect in your community, uh -huh. but I didn't know how to do it. And coming into Sex Coach U has really opened the doors for me yeah. and I just I couldn't be more grateful for anything in my what life one of your favorite aspects of SCU 
It's got to be the people. It really does. It has to be the people who I have met and the conversations that I have, you know, like this conversation we're having right now that makes me feel included, part of a family, mm-hmm. um, and the encouragement, too. And I think yeah, that probably support. comes with the people. But, yeah, the support um, and the encouragement that you have to to do amazing things. And I love the one of the things I love so much about Sex Coach U is that we take a holistic approach. Yes. And base it on the MEBS model. And MEBS yep. stands for mind, emotions, body, energy, and spirit. Yes, yes, yes. So we, we work with the whole person, not just what's between their legs. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, for me as a coach, that was huge before I came to sex coach you, it was working as the whole person. Let's find balance across everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. looking at the wellness wheel, but yeah. the problem with the wellness wheel, and it doesn't matter whose wellness wheel it is. It didn't have sexuality on there. Exactly. And it's like, this is missing. You know, what the fuck? This is missing and this is not okay. And so, yeah, you get into sex coach you and, and they just put it all together. They bring that piece that's been missing from our wellness conversations. Mm-hmm. And, and there it is. And it just snaps together. And you're like, yes, this is it. So whether you're working with clients specifically on sex coaching or not, which you know, there are a lot of people who go to sex coach you that maybe are therapists, not mm-hmm. specifically working, you know, with sexuality, but they understand the need for that. So they go to sex coach you to add that Mm -hmm. into something that they're already doing. And we need more of that in the world. I can tell you a horror story (laughs) about therapists. I mean, back in my previous marriage, because I was married before to another woman for 10 years Mm -hmm. and we were having some difficulties because I was by and she was pretty much straight. pretty much heterosexual and I was polyamorous and she kind of went along with it at first but then she started giving that talk of oh I really want you to be monogamous with me so Uh we went for some counseling and the therapist said well first of all bisexuality doesn't really exist oh my gosh and I said (laughs) are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) end of session right there we're done I'm out (laughs) (laughs) and then when the subject of polyamory came up they said well that's just cheating (laughs) (gasps) and I said I'm being open and honest and I was open and honest from where go and so he you know this therapist kept trying to steer me into this monogamous heterosexual lifestyle that and I mean if if anyone was misrepresenting themselves it was your ex yeah and finally about 10 years after we got our divorce that she finally came to me and she said well I know you told me when we first started dating that you were bisexual and that you were polyamorous and I thought well I can go along with it but I really think if we get together, I can change him. Uh, 
uh, that just breaks me because that's what happens in relationships. You hear it all the time when you're working with clients and their relationships. Well, I thought I could change you. Yeah. Or I thought you'd settle down. Yeah. That's what I've had. That was my experience in my previous marriage. Mm -hmm. He said, well, you don't do that when you're married. You don't go out to clubs and you don't, basically you don't have fun when you're married (laughs) and you can try to make it work. On is that even for newly married couples, they don't have anywhere to go for good sex education. Right. Mm -hmm. So true. I find that so shameful because here we're pushed to marry somebody, but how are you supposed to learn anything about being married and having a person you're sexually active with? Right. Well, and let's face it. I love about sex and coaching you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. One of the things about, you know, any relationship and especially, Especially necessary, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but especially necessary for any kind of sexual relationship is communication. Exactly. And if you can't, number one, and that's why, you know, with my clients, I do, I do ask questions and say, well, you know, have you thought about power dynamics in your relationship? Because you learn so much about communication when, Mm -hmm. even if you just consider power dynamics or you just read about power dynamics and and that power exchange and the phenomenal communication that happens within that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that is something we talk about a lot at sex coach you is you know communication when especially working with couples that's one of the first things that you talk about is what's the Mm -hmm. communication like yeah Mm -hmm. so not only are you working on how to do that with clients, and I don't care how experienced you are working in communication. I don't care if you're a therapist. I don't care if you're a teacher. I don't care if you've been an educator forever. You can always learn more. Oh, yeah. And you can always learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And every single course, you yeah. had to take a real hard look at yourself and how you were doing things. And, and it, it really has helped my communication with, with my husband. Okay. It's made a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Even though our communication was good before, it's better now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's good that you can talk about what you enjoy, what pleasures you, and so many couples just stay silent. Yeah. And, and they don't communicate. And I've heard so many people come up to me in Temple and say, you know, I don't want to offend my partner, but when my partner does such and such, it really doesn't feel good, but I just grin and bear it because I don't want to offend them. Right. And it's like, no, no, you need to communicate and show them what you enjoy. Yeah, like let's have some conversations about pleasure, people. (laughs) (laughs) And and so that's another thing. Um, you asked earlier, what do I love most about SCU? So there are two things. One, we talk about pleasure in more aspects than just sex. Yeah. It's not just about sex. It is, like you said earlier, about the whole person, the whole experience. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is the business part of it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you get a whole 
lot of stuff on sex and sexuality and the human body and how sex works and the, the psychology of sex and you get all of that but then you get this amazing support on how to run a business on how to be a coach what does coaching look like how do you how do you have those conversations how do you set how do you set up an appointment and so many resources that i just absolutely love yeah i mean i remember when i got my master's degree in social work there was no information on how to set up your own practice yeah nothing on how to go into the business of social work yeah yeah and, and that's that's this, such an important part of the training oh yeah huge pieces missing and you know i may have a master's degree in education and i may have this certification mm -hmm. and that certification and 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 even in my coaching certification none of that ever included those practical pieces yeah i can honestly say that i have worked harder <laughs> and gotten a better education at Sex Coach U than I got mm. through my master's program, yeah. through my life coaching certification. Mm -hmm. So much better. And yeah. <laughs> and have and feel more proud of it. I am <laughs> way more proud of my certification that I've gotten through Sex Coach U and the work that I've done there than I am of my master's degree in education. Yeah. So you're already certified? Um, I will be. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I have my I have my meeting, my final oh. meeting with my advisor yeah. um, this weekend, actually. All right. So you will see that <laughs> announcement really soon that that certification is is right there. Woo! -hoo! Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, I've got mine in September. And I'm so excited for you. And I'm. I'm getting my website built now, and I've been talking with a bookkeeper to set up bookkeeping, and just everything's starting to come into place. So I should be opening up my practice and launching it off real soon. <laughs> That's exciting. So exciting. Yeah. It's a lot of work, though, I tell you. <laughs> it is a lot of work. And, you know, that's one of the things that they talk about in some of our business of sex coaching um, mm -hmm. meetings that we have is um, how important it is to have to have support in that, like you said, getting a bookkeeper to set, mm -hmm. to set that up. And, you know, they start talking about that really early on so yeah. that you're not – you don't just graduate and then, bam, all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, what do I do? Yeah. You start having those conversations from the beginning, and when you graduate, you are ready. Mentally, mm -hmm. you are prepared to put the work in and, and know, I don't have the finances right now to um, hire out, you know, this person. But I do have the finances and the ability to maybe have a housekeeper come in so that I can spend some time building my own web website. Mm -hmm. and, and I love those conversations because that's real life. Yeah. You know, they don't put this gloss over it like, oh, you're going to get your certification and then you're going to automatically make $100,000 in the first week. That more they, that <laughs> no, it doesn't. They give you everything that you need to start building as you go. Mm -hmm. And and I just, 
that needs to be in every program, every program. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're going to college or you're doing a certification or whatever you're doing, that needs to be part of it. And sex coach, you does it. Yeah. Paul, did you have any questions for AJ? Yeah. I kind of wanted to go back to a thing that we were talking about earlier and like differences between generations and in generation gaps, you mm-hmm. mentioned that you're a public school teacher. Do you find that, because I know that I've noticed that acceptance of a lot of things that have been considered taboo for a long time with with the younger generations and the, the people who are teenagers right now, especially with, with uh, things like being queer and coming out at a younger age and things like that there seems to be a lot more acceptance of that with the younger generations do you find that to be true and how does it seem to affect not only like individual students but like you know i know when i was going to high school there were several kids that were out and i was member of the GSA, but I also remember that it took us going through hell to form our GSA Mm -hmm. and that one of my good friends actually got beaten up for trying to form the GSA. Do you think that it's different now and like how does it affect like the the structure of like the the whole school? You know that's such a good question. So you know, a school, it's really, truly a microcosm of the macrocosm of the society that we live in. And mm-hmm. it, the adults make a difference. Mm-hmm. So when you have adults in the school who, especially the ones in leadership roles, who are not open and caring about this, then the culture of the school is also not open and caring. The students, even if they wanted to be, often don't feel comfortable if they don't have adults who will protect them Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. So I know for me personally, my classroom, um, from the time I started teaching, I always, every, I never went into a classroom without having a safe space policy. That was my personal policy. And when I would come in and talk to other teachers about that, they would look at me like I was crazy. And I'm like, but you have to have a space in your classroom where every person is valued Mm -hmm. simply for the fact that they're human beings. (laughs) And if you don't, then things are going to fall apart and things aren't going to work. And having teachers like that makes the difference because those teachers talk to other teachers Mm -hmm. and then that, and then that works its way up. You know, I was actually, um, because my husband's in the military younger than I am, he didn't join the military until after we were already married. Um, because he was, my son is also in the military. So Mm -hmm. my son actually became a Marine first and my husband was so inspired when we went to his graduation in San Diego that he was like, I think I want to do this. And I'm like, go for it. And (laughs) I was halfway through my, I was actually doing my internship to be um, an administrator. Mm -hmm. 
in, in um, middle school. And so, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it all the way from brand, being a brand new teacher all the way up to being an administrator. Yeah. And that makes all the difference. And it's, that's one of the reasons why I thought it was really important to um, get my education as a sex educator, because I know I, I taught sex ed. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. They give you this script. They do, they do. They give you this script and they're like, here you go. And you can't say anything outside of this. Mm, well, that's I, just I, wrong. It is. <laughs> and, and not only that, but they have people, you know, you go to like a six hour training where they literally show you a slideshow of this huge binder that you get. And that's what the training is about to show you what's in the binder. It's not about being, you know, it's not about looking at your own biases. It's not about how do we answer these kinds of questions in the classroom. And not, it's not about any of that stuff. It's about all the, you know, the legal, like, be careful, don't piss off parents by saying this kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not inclusive. It's not yeah. inclusive to the students at all. So, yeah, the culture of the school is everything. The kids yeah. absolutely 100% would be more accepting and and are more accepting mm-hmm. naturally, but if they are not in a supportive environment where the adults set the the pace of how things are, then all it, it all goes to shit. And yeah. I have to say, I'm so honored to work with the school that I was working in when I when we moved out to our base. We had a teacher who is trans. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yes. And so she actually was, she was a soldier before she became a teacher. Mm -hmm. And so when she, when she announced, we came back from summer break and as the start of a school year, she and the administration had worked together to talk about it. The administration announced everything. Of course, we all, you know, we all knew we could tell that, that she was no longer he Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, she was wearing, you know, great clothes and, and she had her hair done. She had makeup on and the way the school handled it was absolutely beautiful. Oh, good. Awesome. The way the community handled it was, was great. And it was, I have chills thinking about it because it's, it's the differences <laughs> like that. The administration made a difference. She was mm-hmm. not yeah. shamed yeah. and, <laughs> and that was beautiful. So we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every and, school has queer teachers. I can tell you that. Every school has oh, queer, yeah. multiple <laughs> queer teachers, whether they admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing I like to kind of illustrate all this, well, diversity with is imagine a rainbow with only two colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Versus a real rainbow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even, you know, when you look at a rainbow in grayscale, it doesn't bring as much joy. No. As it does when it, when it has all of its amazing colors. And yeah. then look at what happens when we get double rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I love those. And one of the things, my wife's a college professor, and she has a little sticker on her door that states that gives a signal that, hey, you can talk to me about anything. Yep. I'm queer friendly. <laughs> I love that. Those safe space stickers are so yeah. important. 
And I can't, I honestly can't imagine being, and I, I saw it all the time, but I can't imagine being an educator and not being willing to put that sticker on my door. Ah, yeah. You know, education is not about your own personal, possibly religious mm-hmm. beliefs. If you are in public education, you have to be able to understand your own personal values and also understand that everybody else has their personal values. And in this mm-hmm. public forum, it's our responsibility as educators to help those combine and work together in that classroom mm-hmm. and then in the school as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at station break time. Basically, during this time, I like to kind of feature our website. We have quite a bit on it, but it's about to change. I'm getting a whole new website built, and it's going to be on sex coaching and services that I can provide. And I'm even going to have a store where you can get training videos and all kinds of stuff. So look forward to it. But for right now, my web address is ravenslayerleather.com. So check it out. On there, you can get to our Patreon page and support the show if you like what you hear here and really be a part of this community. And also, I'm going to be putting up another website soon, which will be on Aphrodite's Temple. And we're going to be doing a virtual Aphrodite's Temple once a month. So anybody that wants to uh, join us for Aphrodite's Temple and do live workshops together can join us. So keep an eye out on the website. When I change the website, I'm going to have my old one point to the new one. So the website, you know, the link will stay the same. You can discover all kinds of things that are going to be coming soon. Anything you want to add, Paul? I think that you covered it all this time. Okay. Well, AJ. uh, Yes. We'll get back to Sex Coach You. And I know you're getting close to being certified. What is your vision and where are you wanting to take all this wonderful training? And what do you plan to do with it? Oh my goodness. So, I mean, that's the question. And again, that's something that sex coach you, they start working with you on that at the beginning. So it's not like, oh, I'm done now. Who's my client, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'll tell you, I love working with women. I, women with an X, (laughs) W-O-M-X-N. All women. And I love working with women 40 plus. Because we have this amazing opportunity to really set the standard and model positive pleasure-seeking behavior. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, right? Mm. (laughs) And in all aspects of our life. And, you know, we are the village wise women. Mm -hmm. And I want to provide that space where women can come and explore 
something that a lot of us have spent years and years and years being ashamed of and feeling like we don't have the right to experience pleasure and how dare I ask for that yeah. and I should I need to just be seen and not heard or or the other side of that being I have to work my ass off and raise my kids and be a spouse and and I have to do all the things and in doing all the things I miss the opportunity of experiencing pleasure myself whether it's just looking at the sky and noticing the wispy clouds we miss those tiny little things so those are the kinds of things that I like to bring out in my clients and and what I already was working on right as a life coach now we have that whole experience of of the knowledge that I have as a sex coach to really talk about how when we embrace our sexuality and we embrace that divine feminine that we have and find mm -hmm. balance and, and understand and love that, yes, I'm a woman, but I have masculine and feminine in me and I can play with both of them. Woo <laughs> I've got a story to tell you. <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, for years, I'm very involved in the pagan community and go to the pagans. It's pretty much statewide or uh, our whole South area. Mm -hmm. And for years, I was telling people, well, I'm not exactly a boy. I'm a hermaphrodite. And people just didn't get it for a long time. Mm -hmm. They said, because we, you know, we, at many of the pagan gatherings, we either go sky clad which is run around naked or have clothes on it's clothing optional because that can be really sexy too oh yeah and one of the things it's so body positive because we have all ages shapes and sizes I running around naked and just taking joy and being who we are without the shielding of clothes right and it's amazing how the barriers drop when you can be together naked. Yes, it really <laughs> like is. All of a sudden, there's this connection. That Go ahead. Well, and I mean, you know that whether it's in a setting like that where you have a group mm -hmm. of people or even if it's just with yourself. Yeah. There's something or powerful partner. or, yeah, <laughs> with your partner or partners. There is something really powerful in being comfortable in your skin yeah and I love soft fabrics and and feeling mm -hmm. that I love that I love feeling the sun on my skin but there is something and this I am so grateful for my husband for because he has helped me so much and then coming to um, sex coach you has helped me even more you know I'm a bigger girl and yeah. I've always okay. been ashamed of my body but to continue with my story, yes, yes. Uh, finally, it was a couple of years ago, some of the elder women at one of the pagan gatherings came up to me and said, you've gotten to the age where it's time for you to become a crone and a sage. <sighs> now, usually crone is reserved for women and saging is reserved for elder men. Mm -hmm. And they did a croning and saging ritual. And there wasn't oh. a dry eye in the circle. I mean, everybody was just weeping for joy 
in this ceremony. And honestly, I can't it was the first I have time in my life that I was honored as a hermaphrodite, as what I was born to be. That is so beautiful. And I mean, it still kind of brings tears to my eyes in a way, but it's just such a beautiful ceremony. <laughs> Absolutely. And gosh, don't you think, don't you think the world would be a better place if we could honor that? I mean, there are other cultures yeah. that honor that without thinking. It's just mm-hmm. part of the culture. But here, yeah. we don't. Here in the States, we don't. And the thing is, is it's it's medicalized, right? Being a hermaphrodite yeah. has been medicalized. And yeah. there's really nothing medically wrong. No. No. There's nothing wrong. Everything is doing its job. And it's yeah. beautiful and and wonderful and positive. And it's been changed into this, you know, medicalized, scary thing. So having that space where yeah. you are honored as the beautiful human being who you are, wow. And I just wanted to share that because it just, when you're talking about empowering women, that just touched deep into me. I can't wait. Understand. Yes, I can't wait until I can share this so that um, people can hear that yeah. story because it is that it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's powerful when somebody says, number one, when somebody says you're at the age two. <laughs> I love that. I think that's oh, so yeah. beautiful. And then on top of that, recognizing the qualities within you, the masculine and the feminine, and being mm-hmm. able to say, okay, thank you for taking on this role in our community. Mm-hmm. And we're honoring you and the wisdom that you have. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you got that experience. Oh, me too. Cause this has been such a big issue in my life. Paul, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I was going to say before you had uh, finished that story, Gigi, it sounded like AJ was going to bring up a point and I was going to ask if he wanted to go into that, AJ. Uh, Oh, was it about being not being body positive for the longest time? Is that the point? It's just, you know, that community, the pagan community is one that I... Um, fell in love with very, very early on. I would say, I can't even say that I found it. I think it found me because mm-hmm. I was always there from the time I was, I was born. I think I was always there. You learn being part of that community. You learn body positivity. That doesn't mean that you still don't carry shame with you for a very long time, depending on the environment that you live in. And when you're raised in an environment and you're fat shamed for your whole life, that is something that takes years and years and years to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're 40 plus years old and you're finally for the very first time taking that time to look at your body and love yourself and find, and this is where this all came from because Gigi was talking about being naked, being able to be naked in your own body. It doesn't mean that you have to be like super body positive and, oh, yes, I love my fat rolls so much. Oh, they're so great. I love the fact that I have a fat vagina or I love the fact that I have a fat 
vulva and, you know, fat rolls and you don't have to be like that. But being able to say, this is the body that I live in and this is my body right now today and this is the pleasure that this body can give me. Mm-hmm. And one Being the able I've, to do that is huge. Oh, yeah. One of the things I've said in Temple many times is that I've never seen anybody look anything but beautiful during the throes of orgasm. Right. They grow, oh my goodness. They shine out. It's a beauty that's, and I've seen lots of orgasms. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, probably with some of your new people who come in who do have some struggles with feeling comfortable with their body, you mm-hmm. know, as well as anybody, that that hampers your ability to have a great orgasm. Yeah. And so that's one the, of the things we're taught in Sex Coach You is get out of your head, quit being so judgmental and conscious of performance and get back into your body. Yeah. Yeah. Focusing on that, how it feels. And, you know, when you have a community like that where you can be naked and you can, you know, stand next to a roaring fire and you can feel the heat directly on your skin rather than through your clothing, (laughs) that is magical. Oh, it is. And dancing naked is so awesome. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. There's a freedom there that you cannot find anywhere else. Oh, yes. <laughs> Paul, any thoughts or comments from um, your experience? I've grown up going to a lot of different clothing optional type events, and all of them are a little bit unique and a little bit different. And I know that it it was one of the things that like really stood out to me about going to different kinds of clothing optional events was you know when I was young and going to rainbow gatherings when I like was 20 and like I was really excited and I thought it would just be this like extremely like sexual thing and then when I got there and realized that it just became very normal very quickly and it was you know there were parts of it and times that things were sexually charged but for the most part it was just people being people and just being Mm. completely normal and it was really interesting to me like how quickly it just became common and natural and didn't seem like a big thing at all and I think that that was one of the most important things for me to learn. How beautiful would it be if nudity was normalized in our society? I mean, just the fact that a woman's breasts are seen as a, you know, a purely sexual thing and that we even have the conversations in our community about breastfeeding in public, Mm -hmm. like really? New, our, our, our human body is not only a sexual thing. It's wonderful for sex and it oh, feels yeah. <laughs> so damn good, but mm. it's not only sex. Yeah. You know, we, we are an undereducated and over-sexualized population all at the same time. Yeah. I know. 
And I think one of the things that you kind of touch on, hint at, that really becomes clear when you go through the program at Sex Coach U, is that there is a difference between intimacy and sex. Yes. That you can be very intimate without any sexuality, and we have the need for both. And often right. in our culture, the two are thought of as the same thing, and they're very different. Mm-hmm. That is so, so true. And in having those distinctions, we often don't have a nice combination of both of them in our relationships. Yeah. And then we feel like there's this hole, this cavern, there's something missing. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, one of the things, lessons I learned through um, Dr. Patty's book, The Art of Sex Coaching, is her pleasure and intimacy kind of description going from, well, I want a body rub, but I, and the different types of pleasure that we yes. can enjoy and to be clear on what it is we want and be clear on what we don't want at this given moment. Because from day to day, we're going to change in what we desire. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it takes good communication to be able to really live a fuller life. <laughs> absolutely. And even communicating with yourself, right? Yeah. You know, being able to have conversations with yourself and listening to your intuition. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And again, that's something that we talk about. Because oh, as yeah. a coach, you have to listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to our question on what what all do you plan to go with your sex coaching? So um, I love working with groups. I really believe that that women who work together, who see value in other women, mm-hmm. that that's where we learn and grow the most. So mm-hmm. while I love working one-on-one with clients, I also do um, have that option of of doing a program with small groups of women, a nice intimate program of, you know, eight, definitely no more than 10 women who grow together over a six month period. Um, And yeah, doing all of this, you know, good intensive work at their own pace, but with my guidance and learning from each other because I'm one person and I can facilitate a lot and provide information, but where women truly get, the best benefit is when we come together as the heads of our little villages and we say, look at, here's my village and here's what's going on in my village. And then we say, look at us as a global village working together as women so that we can be models for future generations. Yeah, that's beautiful. And Thank one you. of the things I'm, one of my visions is to bring many different alternative communities Mm. to the same table, or at least representatives from different alternative communities. Because we've got so many of them, but rarely do they sit down and really understand each other. We've got the Burning Man community, the pagan, the bisexuals, the BDSM folk, the kinky folk, the radical fairies, the queer community. And so part of my vision is to bridge 
alternative communities and form a, a bigger community. <laughs> Absolutely, because, you know, we do segregate ourselves, don't we? Oh, we do. <laughs> it's like it's like a high school cafeteria. I shouldn't say high school. High school is better about bringing, bringing it together. It's like a middle school cafeteria where you have mm -hmm. all of the cliques sitting at their different tables. And our yeah. alternative communities are like that, where we don't necessarily value other communities that are experiencing similar, not the same, but similar things. And when we yeah. do come together, which you are doing, bringing <laughs> all of us together, that's where the power happens. That's where we can really make change. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> And I think part of it for me is that I come from such a awkward space being intersex. Mm -hmm. And so many intersex are still so in the closet. There is, it's starting to change. There are mm -hmm. some communities forming now, but for many, many years, intersex was kind of inv totally invisible. Right. And I think it's because of some of the trauma we go through growing up. I remember sure. doctors examining me in ways that were totally inappropriate, taking pictures and just seeming so proud of what they accomplished, changing my body into something it wasn't meant to be. Right. And it just felt so, you know, I know I understand how, how, Ah, oh, it's disgusting. It felt, and it made me to feel disgusted about myself for a long time. Yeah. And so, I've been through a lot of body image healing, and I think that's why I want to help others heal their body image because I know the dark side mm -hmm. of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that you really touch on something so important there because. Um, you know, being a hermaphrodite, just that word, bringing it up in a lot of social circles is like, <gasps> when, <yeah. laughs> when like we just, <laughs> you know, we just discussed that it's really a normal thing. Yeah. And nature, when you look. Nature made me this way. I was born this yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. And when you look at the, when you look at the science of it, and Emily Nagoski talks about this in her book, Come As You Are, when when you look at the science of that, it's completely normal. Mm -hmm. It's not a mutation. It's not something out of the ordinary. It's just it's been another around since antiquity. <laughs> exactly. It's just another way that the human body forms, and it is a natural thing. Yeah, and we all start out as female anyway. That's the primary sex. Yeah, it's it's. It's not until sexual differentiation. Later on during the, uh, uh, what's it called, the second trimester of pregnancy, I think it is. I forget exactly. That, but I cannot tell you the exact month, but yes. It's occurring. Yeah. And all of a sudden the tissues start changing one way or the other. The, the gonads either drop down and become testes or the gonads stay in place and become the ovaries. Right, the, right. And it's, I wish people understood the actual science of it because yeah. understanding the science, it's like, oh, this is normal. 
Mm-hmm. So I can't, you know, I'm so excited for what you're doing and mm-hmm. for the conversations that you're having, because the more conversations we have, the more normal things yeah. are. And once we normalize them, then, then we can just keep working on other issues. And and I, I'm sharing this because I think that what you're doing has so much in common with what I'm doing. Absolutely. Empowering women, empowering disenfranchised groups. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that I don't think that men are important. I love love men men. and I I love (laughs) men and I think that they're very, very important, but I'm not the expert there. Yeah. And that's not where I'm choosing to focus my energy. So that's another great thing about Sex Coach U is we have these amazing resources so mm-hmm. that when I do have a man come to me, then I can say, you know what, I'm not going to be the best person for you, but let me refer you to, and exactly. you know, what a great opportunity to have that resource bank there. And I'd like to say one other thing is that even though you're female, you've been well-trained in the masculine information Absolutely. at Sex Coaching. So it's not like you don't have the knowledge. Yeah. It's just kind of like your real expertise is this. And that's what I like about Sex Coach U is that we each get to follow where our gifts are, not try to be everything to everyone. (laughs) That's right. We get to really get into our zone of genius. Um, You know, if you look at that, if you look at that book, we just talked about this actually in the business of sex coaching. Um, If you look at, if you look at the book, um, the big leap where it talks about your zone of excellence versus your zone of genius. Well, my zone of excellence is men women, couples, but my zone of genius is that 40 plus woman (laughs) who is ready to be the village wise woman and take that role. Yeah. And I just wanted to make that distinction just so that people listening don't get this idea that, oh, I can't serve somebody because they're a man. Right. No, we're still qualified in all areas that our expertise and our genius is in what we want to focus in on. Right. Right. Just like, just like an engineer. Yeah. You you know, first you, you learn how to just be an engineer and you learn all of the pieces of that. And then you get to choose a specialty that you really focus on. It's Mm -hmm. the same. It's the same thing. You know, sex coach you, it's not a, you know, quick, here are five courses and then you get a certificate. It yeah. is an in-depth, you get so much knowledge and, you, get you know, you training get training on sexology, you get training on coaching and you get training on how to run a business. Yep. And I would say the personal development aspect is there as yeah. well. Oh, um, yeah. You know, just like we as sex coaches take a holistic approach, the program takes a holistic approach. It's Mm -hmm. not just about your professional development. Your personal development is a big piece of that as well. Oh, yeah. And and we have to confront our own demons. Oh, yes. Because we don't want to bring those into a coaching session. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's important to understand your values and your biases so that you can, you know, you might have to tell a client that you're not comfortable working with them or that you're not the best coach for them because Mm -hmm. of your own personal values and 
even though we're never supposed to have an ick factor, if you yeah. do, if you do, you have to be honest with your, your client about that and say, you yeah. know what, I don't, this is, is, is causing something for me. So I'm going to ask this person to come in and help. Yeah. And we're, we're told to do that. We are told mm -hmm. that not every client is going to be the right client for us and that it is a disservice to that client to serve them. And I think mm -hmm. that is a huge testament to the ethical part of Sex Coach You. Yeah, referring out. <laughs> Refer out. And ethics yeah. is everything. It yeah. really is. And some people aren't ready for coaching. Some Absolutely. people need some counseling or they need therapy right so. absolutely and you know to speak to that not only for our clients but sex coach you they do have a process to get accepted yeah. they don't mm -hmm. accept everybody it's not like you say oh here's my money i get your program they personally uh, interview and talk to anybody who is possibly coming into the program and they yeah. do turn people away Mm -hmm. They're no joke. They are not going to take somebody who they don't believe is ready for the emotional, mental, the meebs. They meebs it out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before even accepting you. So, uh -huh. you know, that's for me, that makes me proud because mm -hmm. I don't want to be part of a program that just anybody can go to and take. Yeah. Well, we're close to our, the end of the show. Uh, does do y'all have any last comments or things, inspirations you want to talk about or anything about the program at Sex Coach U that really shines out for you? Well, you know, I would say follow Sex Coach U on Instagram mm -hmm. because um, you can learn a lot there and you get to see some of the other coaches. They just put this thing out. Um, a, a I don't want to call it a campaign, but they're highlighting some of the coaches just to show you the diversity. There's huge mm -hmm. diversity in the coaches that go there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Paul, you were about to say something? Uh, mostly, I just wanted to, to thank you, AJ, because I've, you. I, I've, I've learned a lot from, from Gigi, and Gigi's talked about his experience with all of this, but it's, you know, refreshing to get another perspective on on it, and, you know, I've expressed interest in going through the program myself. So, like, getting a fuller idea of what it's like is very helpful. And I'm very grateful that you did the show with us today. Thank you so much. Feel free to reach out anytime. I'm happy to talk to you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to thank you for being on the show. You were such an inspiration to me, AJ. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We did have a connection from that first time we met, I have to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anybody who is looking for me, they probably are not going to find me under AJ Locascio, but they can find me under The Mama Pistachio. Uh -huh. <laughs> and yeah. that's a story for another day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and do you have a website? Um, you know what? I just hired out to rebuild my whole website. So that uh -huh. is coming. It, the, it is mamapistachio.com. Oh, okay. um, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at the mama pistachio. M-A-M-A -M -A oh, okay. for mama. Yep. Oh, great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a part of this show. 
And for our listeners, enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Touch and be touched. Pleasure each other. Reach the amazing heights that our bodies can take us. Reach ecstasy and enjoy and oh, get those good tingly feelings all over your body. <laughs> Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.